morning, family. Today is the sixth Sunday of Easter. We are working our way to the feast we know as Pentecost. And in two weeks, we will celebrate the gift of the Holy Spirit to God's people. Now, I don't know if you've noticed or not, but the gospel lessons between Easter and Pentecost are stories of Jesus preparing his disciples for his departure. He was also preparing his people for the arrival of his Spirit. Now, we call Jesus' departure the Ascension, and we'll focus on that next week. But today, in John chapter 14, Jesus continues to prepare his followers. Our passage today is Jesus' parting words. Jesus talks a lot about how to carry on without him. Are you ready? Hear the word of the Lord. If you love me, obey me, and I will ask the Father, and he will give you another comforter, and he will never leave you. He is the Holy Spirit, the Spirit who leads into all truth. The world at large cannot receive him, for it isn't looking for him and doesn't recognize him. But you do, for he lives with you now, and someday shall be in you. No, I will not abandon you or leave you as orphans in the storm. I will come to you. In just a little while I will be gone from the world, but I will still be present with you. For I will live again, and you will too. When I come back to life again, you will know that I am in my Father, and you in me, and I in you. The one who obeys me is the one who loves me. And because he loves me, my Father will love him, and I will too, and I will reveal myself to him. This is the word of God for you, the people of God. So we say, thanks be to God. A few years ago, our family, like many others, was caught up in the frenzy of the Broadway musical Hamilton. If you've seen or heard the musical, then you know that Alexander Hamilton was obsessed with making a difference, with making a name for himself. And if you've seen the show, then you know that the ending is Hamilton's widow, Eliza, keeping his story alive. Some of the song lyrics go like this. And when you're gone, who remembers your name? Who keeps your flame? Who tells your story? It's an admonition to not just tell the story, but to pass it on to your children and your children's children. And in the telling and in the remembering, you keep the dream alive. When I read today's gospel, it's kind of tempting to hear Jesus singing Alexander Hamilton's song as he gathers with his disciples one last time. In his final hours, Jesus knew that one of his trusted companions would hand him over to his enemies. He would be betrayed, arrested, and ultimately put to death. As he sat with his closest friends, Jesus spoke his last words to them. It's easy, I think, to imagine him urging them to remember that incredible moment when a wisp of glory illuminated the darkness of the world. With this memory, the disciples could go on, sustained by the remembrance of one extraordinary life and the hope of Jesus' eventual return. Now, John wrote his version of the Jesus story long after Jesus was gone. John wrote these words while living in a community for whom Jesus was only a memory. Few, if any, of the faith family had the privilege of meeting Jesus in the flesh. Even the disciples had passed away. 
the temple in Jerusalem had been reduced to rubble, an ominous sign, they thought, that the end of time was imminent. However, despite all the signs pointing towards Jesus' return, it did not happen. Life continued, which in many ways was the most difficult part of all. This community found themselves teetering on the brink of despair, and their despair threatened to crush them. But John knew the dangers of despair. So John pulled together many of the things that Jesus said into this one section of the gospel known as the farewell discourses. According to John, Jesus said the same things over and over, but in different ways. And regardless of what Jesus said or how he said it, the central word was love. If you love me, you will keep my commandments. A new commandment I give you, that you love one another as I have loved you. Whoever does not love me does not keep my words. I am giving you these commands so that you may love one another. In other words, Jesus wasn't just asking his disciples to tell the story. He was asking them to live the story. Don't just remember or recount the events. Live my truth. Show my mercy. Give my grace. Share my love. When the disciples heard these words, they must have wondered, how is that possible? How can we do that, right? They had a hard time loving each other even when Jesus was with them. Now, how can John's faith community love like Jesus when Jesus was a fading memory? Let's just keep singing about that time when Jesus was here. Let's just keep reminding ourselves of all that happened in those three brief years when the world was turned upside down. Don't forget the miracles. Don't forget the words that were spoken. Don't forget how Jesus loved people no matter what. But it's important to note that Jesus didn't call the disciples to hold up his life as a memory, but as a presence. I will not leave you orphaned, Jesus said. I am coming to you. Wait, isn't that a strange thing to say on the night of his betrayal and arrest? Jesus should have said, I am leaving you, right? Jesus didn't deny what was going to happen. In a little while, while the world will no longer see me, he said, you will see me. Because I live, you will live too. Jesus called his disciples to live and love in ways that seemed impossible. His followers can only do it with the help of the Holy Spirit. Ah, the Spirit. That's the other theme repeated over and over around the table. Sometimes Jesus called the Spirit the Advocate, like someone who stands beside you in a court of law. Sometimes he referred to the Spirit as the Helper or the Comforter, and sometimes as the Spirit of Truth. When Jesus said, I am coming to you, he didn't mean he would return like an old friend coming home from a long trip. Jesus would come to the believers and be with the believers in a profoundly different way, or Perhaps we could say that God would be with them in a profoundly different way because Jesus had been with them. The eternal, cosmic word of God became flesh in Jesus. That's how John began this gospel. The spirit which blew like a wind over the face of the deep in creation took on flesh and became the one who now sat with them at this table. 
This living word had just bent down to wash their dirty feet, and you can't get much more down to earth than that, can you? Jesus was very clear. The spirit that lived in him would live on in his disciples. The spirit that lived in him would live in us. Love and the spirit. These two realities are at the center of Jesus's farewell message. Love one another as I have loved you. And the spirit of truth will abide with you when I am gone. A little later in this same chapter, Jesus said, The Holy Spirit whom God will send in my name, will teach you everything and will remind you of all that I have said to you. In other words, you don't know everything yet. You have more to learn. In every generation, you will be faced with new questions and new perplexities. Does the sun revolve around the earth or is it the other way around? Should nuclear weapons ever be used against an enemy? Is welfare the best way to bear one another's burdens? Should the church ordain women who feel God has called them to preach? And Jesus knew there were some questions that the Bible would not address. He also acknowledged that there were some things he had never talked about. But the Spirit will be your tutor, he said. The Spirit will guide you into all truth. Now at the very end of this chapter, Jesus told the disciples, I am the vine, and my Father is the vine grower. Abide in me as I abide in you. But how can we abide in Jesus? Well, he told the disciples over and over, you will abide in me through the gift of the Spirit. The Spirit will teach you how to love one another. The Spirit will keep us connected, you to me, all of us to God, and you to one another. The Spirit keeps us connected to Jesus. And when that's the case, when we allow the Spirit to connect us, we keep living out the story of Jesus, and our lives sing the same song. Amen? Amen. Let's pray. Good and gentle Father, we come before you today with grateful hearts, knowing that you are always with us, even when we can't see or feel your presence. We thank you for the love and peace that you give us through your Holy Spirit, as we try to follow the commandment that Jesus gave us to love you and to love others as ourselves. Lord, we know that following your commands isn't always easy, and sometimes we struggle to do what's right. So we ask for your guidance and wisdom as we navigate our daily lives so that we may always be a reflection of your love and grace. Help us to be mindful of the promise that Jesus made to us, that he will not leave us as orphans, but will come to us through the Holy Spirit. May we feel your presence in our lives, and may we trust in your love and care for us. We pray for those who are struggling today, whether it be with health, relationships, or any other challenge. May they feel your comfort and strength, and may we be instruments of your peace and love in their lives. Lord, we lift up our community and our world to you today. We pray for an end to violence and hatred and for a world where all people are treated with dignity and respect. May your love and grace shine through us as we work to build a better world. Give us ears to hear the cries of the oppressed, eyes to see the needs of the poor, and voices to speak for those who are marginalized. 
And now using the words debts and debtors, let us pray with boldness the prayer that Jesus taught his disciples to pray. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our debts as we forgive our debtors. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever. Amen. As always, thank you. I really do appreciate you joining me today. I hope these words were helpful to you. And if they were, will you like, review, and share this episode? If you leave a good review, it will help other people to find and benefit from these devotional thoughts. By the way, if you have a need or prayer request, please leave a message in the comment section and be assured that I will be praying for you in your need. Now, this week your job is to love at least three people and make sure at least one of them doesn't deserve it. Why? Because everyone needs love and everyone needs to know that God loves them no matter what, right? Remember, with Jesus, we always, always, always have hope. Now receive these words of benediction today. May the Lord bless you and protect you. The Lord make his face shine on you and be gracious to you. The Lord lift up his face to you and grant you his peace. Amen? Amen.